Humans have been telling stories since time immemorial. So why is storytelling important even for us nurses? Let's talk about it with nurse podcaster Marie McMillan right here on episode 221 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here for months or maybe even years. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, ideas, and interviews that'll get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. And did you know you can leave a rating and review for The Nurse Keith Show over on iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts, and any other app where you hang out listening to these shows. It really helps other people find me. And if you do it for me, let me know and I will thank you on air. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 221. Anyway, we have my friend and colleague Marie McMillan with us. Marie, welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Hi, Keith. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be on your show. Oh, I'm always excited to have another podcaster on the show because you sound fabulous, darling. Oh, thank you. Yes. And you're on your professional mic. You're in Portland, Oregon. And I'll just say right up front that you're a nurse, you're a writer, you're a podcast host, and we'll get into all the other things that you do as a nurse and clinician. But tell me, how and why did you decide to first become a nurse? Where did your story begin? When did I first become a nurse? Then have to, I'm gonna have to rewind, oh my like gosh. maybe a, like a like a decade and a half to to get that up. <laughs> what was the inspiration for, me, for you? The inspiration. It wasn't necessarily just one thing. I, I I know a lot of nurses out there have like, oh, they're they're one relative or they're one experience. I was like, yeah, I totally want to be a nurse. For me, it was much much less romantic and and more like I'm gonna take anatomy and physiology my junior year of high school oh, oh. nursing sounds like a good career oh cool <laughs> kind of how it went I didn't I didn't really want to major in nursing when I got to college I really wanted to study theater but that was not gonna be cool with my parental units paying for my collegiate education at the time theater what are we going to support you your whole life right something right, like that right right yeah right and and it's true you know i'm very glad that i majored in nursing and as soon as i got to the bedside like um, my sophomore junior year of of nursing school i was like oh yes this is cool I want to do this. I was never really great in the classroom. You know, I was never really inspired necessarily by any lecture or one teacher or anything like that. But as soon as I got to the bedside and I got to, you know, meet people and, you know, their times of need and and help them, that's when I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. I get to get paid to do this. This is awesome. Let's yeah, yeah let's, let's make this work. So let's see. I um, and graduated that was 15 from years ago, right? Ish. Ish. I graduated ish. from nursing school 10 years ago this May, actually. And I guess 15 ish. I was I was re- referring to high school in that night. That's when I took anatomy and physiology as a third year science. <laughs> I see. Okay. That's, that's when they uh, kind of opened up, you know, the healthcare careers a little bit. Yeah. So. And did you ever think that you would become a nurse writer and a nurse podcaster? Did that ever cross your mind that you would do something like that? No, not until right before I started doing it. <laughs> it, oh. wasn't, it wasn't a long-term plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell me what was behind this impetus to 
to write, and I assume you write for money, right? You're like a paid freelancer like me, right? I would love to say yes, but not actually. Okay. <laughs> no one has actually ever paid me to write something. I've written a few freelance things here and there, but it's been um, really just pro bono kind of work for exposure. But right. uh, if anyone out there listening would like me to do that, please check the show notes for my contact information. Well, I'm going to have to introduce you to some of the people I work with, some of the editors I work with, and see if Hopefully. we can hook you up. And then podcasting, you have... The Head to Toe podcast, which I love, I've listened to a bunch of episodes, not all of them, but there's several dozen, and it's all for you, apparently, about storytelling, and that sounds like a very important, what would you say, like a filter or a lens through which to look at healthcare and nursing and medicine and patient care, and why did you want a podcast, and what did you want to accomplish, especially for nurses and healthcare professionals tuning in? What did you want them to experience? Mm -hmm. Loaded questions. Okay. Ooh, yes. I'm good Let at me <laughs> summarize and, and kind of briefly answer your, your writing question a little bit first. Um, I've oh, always okay. been interested in writing and I've always kept journals. I've always been into theater and all those other things. And it's just something that's always stuck with me as far as, as writing goes. And it's something I continue to do and enjoy. And it's the fact that it's just kind of crossed over into nursing has has been kind of a logical step for me. It hasn't been something I've always done. But right before I started the Head to Toe podcast, I would, had been kind of throwing around this idea of writing books about nurses and physicians I worked with, more from like a like writing biography kind of. Okay. Is, is kind of like the initial sort of brainstorming I had around this because I was experiencing this sort of shift in my career and where it happens to many people across all sorts of nursing and, and healthcare is that, you know, um, your unit changes, your clientele changes, something about the hospital changes, something gets bought out, a different practice comes in and you're a med surge unit one day and then you guys are, you're like some sort of respiratory care unit the next. And then, you know, people move around. It's just, mm. this is what happens. So at this time, a couple years ago, I want to say 2016, is that when I started podcasting? I think so. Maybe 2015. I have to go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had several colleagues who were very dear to me who were retiring and some of them who were just moving to other specialties because the unit I was working in at the time was sort of changing specialties into more of a surgical specialty. And some of the nurses were like, nope, not doing it. I've done it before. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm moving on. Those nurses got exit interviews from management, which is pretty typical. Mm -hmm. The few nurses that had been at the hospital for longer than I've been alive, and I'm 32. What day is it? <laughs> I'm eight <laughs> months pregnant. I should just go out there and say, I'm doing this with pregnancy. You're brain, fine. Thanks. <laughs> but anyway, so nurses who had worked at the hospital a really long time, and they were going to retire because they just didn't want to go with another change, yet another change in their career. Mm. But those nurses were not offered exit interviews from management. And I just thought that was absolutely preposterous that why wouldn't they want to know what, what these nurses have to say just because they're retiring? That would be a, more of a reason that you would think administration wants to talk to them about their ideas and, and their careers and stuff. And then, you know, with my background in storytelling and writing, I've just always been obsessed with storytelling. Like you said, I kind of went with that and thought maybe I should just do the exit interviews for them and then maybe I'll record them. And oh, then maybe I'll that's how it started. <laughs> that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is so cool. And the storytelling part is from your background in theater, right? Is that where 
that kind of came to you is the whole thing around telling stories and engaging audiences? Yeah, I, th- I think the, you know, experiencing theater in high school and college mm-hmm. was was the organized way of doing it. But I think honestly, I was like, I was born with it. I think that it's always been part of who I am and my soul. And I think I've been, you know, putting on like shows for like my, my mom and my brothers, like since, you know, I was five years old, you know, like I think I redid the little mermaid, like, you know, in costume probably several times in a row when I was a kid. And you did one for your mom last week, right? I'm just kidding. (laughs) So (laughs) you could ask her about the shows I put on for her. They're different now, but you know, I'm sure I'm sure. So, so we've got theater, we've got writing, we have podcasting. You work Mm -hmm. in a busy ICU in Portland, Oregon, correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. So, and then I know you write prose and you write nonfiction. So Mm -hmm. when you write, is it always healthcare related or do you veer off into many other areas that you're interested in? That's a great question. I Mm -hmm. think a lot of it is inspired by just because storytelling is perhaps a way that I interact with the world, but, you know, being a nurse is part of who I am. And it's how I do see, like you said, it's a lens or a filter of how I see the world. And I think a lot of healthcare professionals out there might also agree with that. And I think the very few pieces of prose that I've written are always at least somehow inspired by healthcare or like I always try to I always try to fit in like a tiny nurse character in there here and there. I think that's just mm-hmm. kind of a little head nod, but no, not always. The nonfiction I write, I mean, that's, you know, largely semi-autobiographical in nature and, you know, just experiences I've had at the bedside or other parts of my life as well. So um, I would say, yeah, it's it's a mixture, but definitely not ever far from healthcare for sure. Because it's just who, it's part of who I am. And I, I can't separate the two things. Right. And if I could ask, you've said this a little, but I want to dig a little deeper. So why is telling these stories so important to you? And then we'll get to the types of stories you tell on your podcast. But is there a need for you to tell these stories because you want other people to hear them. Of course, you have a podcast, so yes, that's true. But you also write, and I'm sure you do some writing just for yourself. So is it like a just like an itch you feel? Because there are nurses out there who are artists and obviously podcasters and musicians and filmmakers. So for you, is it part of just your creative self that you are drawn to do these sorts of things outside of your regular career? I would say it's not 100% just about my creative career. Yeah, definitely. It's an itch. It's an itch I'm always going to have. And I think for me, though, it's it's less self-aggrandizing and more that I feel like the stories that I hear from the physicians, the respiratory therapists, the nurses I work with, especially my colleagues who've been in the business for a long time and seen it change over time, Mm. I feel like they're just too good to not share with other people. I just, some, I'll hear anecdotes from people going, gosh, you just, you need to tell other people that story and not just like the three people with an earshot. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I, I think, I think healthcare is such an underrepresented subject field in, in the realm of, of art and writing and theater and, and, and broadcast journalism as well. It's just, it's not represented well and accurately. And I think that podcasting for me has sort of become this weird and fun, cool medium that is taking off, you know, in every other realm out there. There's a podcast for everything. I just, I think that healthcare professionals are underrepresented and people don't talk to them as much as I feel like they should because they are important stories and they're, they resonate. It's about the human condition because healthcare is this weird nexus of the best and worst parts of the human condition. And 
you know, if you're not working at the bedside, you don't see it the way we do. And I think part of me wants to sort of bring that magic to other people as well. Mm, Good point. Right. Bringing the magic to others. That's, I love that. And well, you work in an ICU, right? So let's take an acute care nurse. Maybe she or he works in an ICU or a step down Mm -hmm. unit or telemetry unit or something. And they're busy. They have kids, you know, you're going to have a kid soon and they Mm -hmm. have a life and a lot of stuff going on. And they're thinking, wow, so awesome that Keith and Marie get to do all these creative things all the time, but I don't have any stories to tell and I don't have time. And why would anyone want to hear my stories anyway? So for that person out there who thinks, you know, my stories don't really matter. What would you say to that person? I would say that, well, one, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, Period. That the person, your stories, your stories matter because they're, they're important to you. I'm going to read a, real, a little quote by Maya Angelou here. Oh, she said, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. And I think that's true across the board. I think especially, you know, acute care nurses, ICU nurses, people who work in the throes of life and death, especially, especially ER nurses. I think we often lack the space and time to debrief about subjects and scenarios that we experience that, you know, there's HIPAA, there's this huge privacy thing that, you know, we can't just, you know, go home and like tell every detail of everything to our spouse who's a non-medical person because, you know, they're not going to understand or, you know, their family or whatever. That's why bunches of nurses go out after shift once in a blue moon to get beers and just like debrief about the insanity that it is to right. to work where we work and work with who we work with. So hopefully that answers a little bit about the why you should tell your story. But going back to like the logistics of how, like people got lives, people got, you know, like, well, how would I? I ever do that someone who's never never done that before I think the luxury of living in 2019 is that there are so many different forms of storytelling it's not just you know ancient humans sitting across a campfire like communicating to one another before written word I mean now we have all sorts of mediums we have podcasting we have we have television we have film we have short stories we have all sorts of things I think my suggestion to those out there listening like, yeah, I've, I've got an anecdote or two or, you know, I had this experience that I've, I've never really shared with other people or to a level which I feel like I should, that it's still kind of stuck in me. Just get out a pen and paper and, and start writing it down. And no one else ever has to read it. I mean, if you share it with yourself in a written form, it can be a therapeutic and cathartic experience. And I think that storytelling is such an ancient part of, of human existence that you might be surprised at how that resonates with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, my wife's a storyteller. She's actually a storytelling coach. She helps people write their stories and also perform them on stage. And mm, five, six years ago, she led me and five other nurses through a long weekend of therapeutic storytelling. And we wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and talked and wrote. (laughs) And then on the fifth night, we actually went to a theater in downtown Santa Fe, stood on the stage, and each of us told a 15-minute monologue about our nursing career. And it was really breathtaking. I mean, people, some people in the audience were crying because some of the stories were absolutely amazing. Mine was okay. But some of them were just so incredible. And it was called Nurses Speak. And we actually did it in the movie 
movie theater in Santa Fe owned by George R.R. R. Martin, the guy who wrote the Game of Thrones books. Mm-hmm. He owns a theater here. It's called I'm the sure Jean he owns Cocteau. lots of things now. Oh, but, man, yeah. he owns lots of things. He gives a lot back to the community, which is great. Well, and, I, I just love that example that you yeah. used. It's like, I mean, that's a hardcore, awesome example of like really immersing yourself in storytelling. And I think that that's oh, yeah. fantastic. And that's great that that's out there. It's scary. Um, <laughs> and, and scary for sure. Like sharing your story is scary because, you know, like you said, many healthcare workers, I feel like are the most selfless people on the planet. And mm. they would never like put themselves in a spotlight to say, my story is important, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think it is. And I think there are just so many different ways out there of doing it from writing your own story down just to share with no one to going out with, you know, your colleagues to have beers and, and you know, metaphorically sharing those stories over a campfire after your really long shift to, you know, you could call me on my podcast and we could we could chat about what your story is or you could write me an email and we could somehow, you know, incorporate that into the podcast. There's, so there's lots of different ways. I don't have it all figured out yet, but I just think that the podcast medium is such such a cool medium in that it, it doesn't have this visual aspect to it necessarily, which I think it sort of rolls in with the oral tradition. And I think it's, it's so cool. And, I, and I, I've loved I've loved working with it. And I look forward to continue doing it and hope that other people who hear our conversation might reach out and want to start some sort of process for sure. I but I, I love that you got Im- immersed completely in like <laughs> theater sort of storytelling nurse land. That sounds that sounds really cool. That's one end of the spectrum. It was I'm, super I'm happy cool. to work with people on the other yeah. end. <laughs> the other end, you know, the simple end is just like sitting by yourself with a cup of tea and writing some stories that you you experienced at work. So when we come back from the break, don't touch that dial. If you're listening and you want to hear more about Marie's podcast, how to potentially share your stories with Marie, you're about to give birth to a child in about a month. And we're going to talk about some other stuff too. So we'll be right back. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. And you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. And thanks for hanging out here with Nurse Keith here at the Nurse Keith Show, episode 221. We've been speaking with Marie McMillan, a nurse in the ICU and a writer and a podcast host up in Portland, Oregon. Marie, thanks for hanging out for the second half of the show. Of course. Now, we were talking about the importance of story, and we were sharing different ways that 
say, a nurse listening right now who doesn't think her stories are important, how she might consider writing them down or calling mm-hmm. you and having conversation. So mm-hmm. let's talk about your podcast, Head to Toe. I love mm-hmm. your podcast. I love your voice and your cadence of speaking. I love your sense of humor because you have this wry, you know, sense of humor that is just very captivating and it just really tickles my funny bone. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I just love your approach to the whole process. I'll just say that up front. I'm a fan. I just donated today and I hope some of my listeners will donate too, to support you. So when you're telling stories on your podcast, explain to the audience, do you have nurses and other people on the show to actually tell them themselves or are you reading Mm -hmm. their stories? What happens on your show? Good question. Yeah. So the process up until this point, traditionally, I have either sat down face to face people I I know or have worked with or have Mm. met. And um, we have a a two way conversation that I record that way. Then I've sort of branched into the, you know, online realm. LinkedIn has been wonderful for me to connect with people across the nation and the globe, other healthcare workers with stories. And there've been people interested like, yeah, I'd I'd love to come on the show and, and tell my story. So that way we do it via a phone call. So we do a little emailing first to sort of iron out details and and we Skype and then we record it and then uh, we mishmash it together into a podcast episode that you can you can hear anywhere you hear podcasts. And that's that's been kind of my, my process up until now. This last episode I did for Nurses Week in this just last May, 2019, I sort of set up a, a voicemail for the podcast where people could like call and leave shout outs to like their colleagues, mm. you know, like little short little Hey, I work in so and so. I just want to say Happy Nurses Week to whoever you know, kind oh, of thing. I only got like four messages, which is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've been toying with the idea that that could be that could be another form of almost like flash fiction, right? Like people could call and say, Hey, this thing happened to me this week. I just wanted to put it out there. It could be completely anonymous. Those people out there who listen to NPR, there's a show on Friday with, it's called It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders. Oh, I love Sam Sanders. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And um, his show on Friday is like, I think towards the end of the show, he goes to like the voicemails and like people tell him about the best thing of their week and they kind of edit them all together. I feel like it'd be like a dream for me if like people called the podcast feedback line, like nurses, physicians, whoever, and it can be completely anonymous to say, this is the best thing that happened this week. I discharged this patient who had been in the hospital 69 days and it was awesome or the worst part of their week like you know they worked really hard on this this case and it just didn't go well or you know little snippets like that I have this idea that that could be really cool for the podcast too so Mm, that sounds really fun yeah I've had people call in periodically I have um speak pipe on my website so people can leave Mm -hmm. a message and I can download Mm -hmm. it so yeah that Mm -hmm. gives me some ideas for the future as well so I might steal that from you if that's okay well I'm stealing it from Sam Sanders so we're (laughs) cool six degrees of separation um (laughs) one thing I did for my hundredth episode is I had colleagues of mine call in and leave messages and I put them all together on the show just so people could hear different colleagues of mine chiming in about it, about my centennial. I just had my bicentennial 200 episodes and I didn't quite do something like that, but it is, it's good to mark different moments Mm -hmm. in your life because they're important. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so important to give people a voice, right? So Patients need a voice. Doctors need a voice. There's lots of doctor podcasts and there's more and more nursing podcasts. And, you know, sometimes people use their voice by speaking to their legislator, right? 
giving a call to their senator's office or meeting with their city councilor or their mayor, right? That's using your voice, right? Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. can tell a story that way. If you want to write a letter to the editor in your local newspaper and tell a story about, because stories, people react to stories, right? More than Mm -hmm. data and information. So if you're concerned about, I don't know, let's say nurse patient ratios, tell a story of how high nurse patient ratios affected you and your patients or low nurse patient ratios, right? So Mm -hmm. there's many ways to carve out a story and it doesn't have to be for mass consumption. It can be in many, many different venues, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Getting back to your your question of like why people there's lots of outlets you can go to to tell your story, like you're saying. But to get back to your question of like why you should come to me and to head to toe podcast, really, I just I want to make the note that um, for me, it is really the pure storytelling and the human condition part of it that is important to me and that I think a lot of these stories are relatable and I want to get them out there. For me, it's apolitical. It's not about necessarily about instruction or education. There's lots of, like you said, physician and nurse podcasts out there that are about information sharing, which I think are great or fantastic. It's sure. a great way oh, yeah. to you know keep up on your CEUs and things like that. But for me, it's really like the human story part of it that that is that part of it. So um, for me, it's not a, I don't have an angle. If so, <laughs> if <laughs> I don't need an angle. I just want to hear what has happened to you, what has been important to you, and what's affected you over 30 years of healthcare, one year of healthcare. What for you as a nurse, a respiratory therapist, a physical therapist, a physician, a nurse's aide, a psychiatrist, whatever you are out there, and why you do what you do, and what are the stories that keep you going and keep you doing what you're doing? Perfect. So, all right. So, we've got this storytelling. And we've got the podcast uh, head to toe. So Mm -hmm. let's go back to that nurse in the ICU or telemetry or step-down unit who's listening. And Mm -hmm. she is now thinking, hmm, Marie has now convinced me that maybe my stories have merit. Maybe there's something I have to say. So if she was to contact you, what might happen from there? Might she actually record a conversation with you if she feels that she can handle doing that and doesn't mind coming out publicly in that particular way? Can she actually also write the story for you to read? So Mm -hmm. are there options for them? If maybe someone's like, no, I don't really want to be interviewed, but I do have a story to tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I I very appreciate all your comments about my comedic voice. Thank you. (laughs) I'm happy to read emails. I'm happy to say, first of all, step one is to email me. MacmillanPages at gmail.com or all my contact infos on my website. You guys can find it in the show notes. I'm very approachable. I'm very casual. (laughs) I'm low key. I agree. I'm not looking looking for auditions or anything. And this is just something I'm passionate about. I'm not really getting paid for other than the donations, like you said. Um, So I would say step one is email me and say, hey, I heard you're doing this thing, this podcast. And I have this this anecdote or this story that I'm kind of toying with the idea of sharing. And then we can email back and forth and, and talk from there. It could be, we could record an episode. It could be completely anonymous. I've had people change their names on my podcast before when they, when they're commenting on, on things. So, Mm -hmm. so that's great. Or if you just don't want your voice out there at all, if that's like too much, totally fine. Maybe we could write something out and I could read it for you. Or, you know, there are other options we we could brainstorm. I'm completely open to, to all the options out there for sure. 
Great. Okay. So if you're out there and you're listening and you have a story to tell and you think you might want to write it or maybe even be interviewed, have an audio interview with Marie and have it be on the Head to Toe podcast, definitely look her up. You can go to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 221. All the links will be there. You can also just go to mariemcmillan.com and it's M-A-C Millen. So it's Marie M-A-C M-I-L-L-A-N.com. And we'll have Marie's Facebook, LinkedIn, website, podcast, and email up there. So you can connect with her in any way you choose. And if you really love the podcast, definitely do a little contribution just to help her because getting a podcast off the ground is not easy and it costs money and takes blood, sweat, and tears and time. So Marie, you know, I appreciate you doing it because podcasting isn't rocket science, but it takes time right? That's for sure. I yeah. go back and listen to my first episodes and I'm like, oh no. I know. I know. I <laughs> it's an ongoing you. process, oh, man. especially for people who didn't go to school for these things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's great tutorials out there. Anyone can do it. There's like, there's a podcast for everything, but um, there is, there's a podcast for podcasting. There is, there are podcasts about how to create your podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I gave up editing and producing my own show. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I couldn't get them out on time because I was busy doing other things, making money, you know, and, mm-hmm. and my podcast's a labor of love. So I had mm-hmm. to hire a producer eventually because I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore and I don't want to let my audience down. So mm-hmm. that's why I have mine produced because I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and yeah, I'm fair. slow as point. molasses yeah. editing. So it's just not my, you know, we all have our, our strong points, right? And that For is sure. not one For of sure. mine. You know, it would take me hours and hours and hours and I'm painstakingly, tediously, perfectionist when it comes to it. So it's even worse. (laughs) Well, uh, when I was setting up my audio equipment for the first time, it was like, I think I videoed myself because I thought it was so funny. I'm like, I can do continuous dialysis on people on multiple vasoactive drips, but plugging these things in. Forget it. Yeah. And then editing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's, it was definitely, like you said, a process, but I think for me, just instead of saying, thinking about, oh, I should do this podcast or, oh, I should write this biography or, oh, I should, I should, I should, I should, I should, I should. Mm -hmm. At one point I just said, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to jump in and I don't care if it sucks in the beginning and I'm just going to try it. And that was three years ago. And like you said, it's, it's painstaking, but you know, if you're passionate about anything enough, then you keep going and it's just, it'll turn into something that you're really proud of and that you want to continue doing. Right. Like a nurse out there who let's say wants to become a yoga teacher, right. And they do a 400 hour yoga teacher training. You got to do the work, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you want to be a board certified nurse coach like me or get your critical care certification, I mean, whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. you've got to give yourself, you know, permission to make the time because you have Mm -hmm. to make, well, you don't make time, you find time. You got to find the time to do the things that light you up. And we can't always just go to work, do our job and come home and watch Netflix. Sometimes we mm-hmm. have to do some other things, even though there's a lot on Netflix that we want to check out. But sometimes we have to like, you know, push ourselves to do other things. And I'm so appreciative that you're now in the fold. I love that. It's wonderful. I love having you as part of the nurse podcasting community and world. And before we go, I just want to check in with you. You are eight months pregnant, right? Yes. Let me look at my app. Hang on. <laughs> you have a pregnancy app? I have it. Oh, there's so many. I am 34 weeks today. 
Woo-hoo. Baby's due July 16th. July it's my 16th. first and it's going to rock my world in ways I don't even know that are possible yet. So true. <laughs> first time mom. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be an adventure. That's right. My, my son is 36 and he was born July 10th. So your son's going to be a sensitive cancer as well. If you're okay. into astrology. So there okay. you go. I don't know much, but I know that. <laughs> <laughs> my son, you know, if you look at the definition of a cancer or cancerian child, that is him. Like super sensitive, you know, has, you know, very emotive, very watery in terms of, you know, he was quick to tears and he still is as an adult. And he's a sensitive, beautiful, thoughtful person. And your son is going to be his own human being. He's going to be amazing, whatever, whoever he is. And yeah. Is your husband healthcare provider or does he work in industry in Portland? Oh, no. What does he do? <laughs> he, my wonderful husband is a software developer in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, yes, not not medical at all whatsoever. But I will say that we both connected in. He's a writer and that we both oh. sort of connected initially uh, about writing and short stories. And he has a, a huge creative side to him as well. He's a painter. There is a giant mural that is unfinished on the wall of the baby room right All now. Right. That's so great. yeah, we're definitely both creative types. And we've both been fortunate enough to stick with our uh, quote unquote day jobs to really help support our other passions. Um, I think not everybody out there is fortunate enough to feel like they you know can make time, like you said, in their in their lives to pursue their passions because they feel like, you know, they're financially constrained for for whatever reason. So I, I have felt lucky that the two of us have felt like we can both work together and um, continue our, our, our day careers and help support our, our side projects. Now, having a kid is going to change that. I know all the people no, out there listening are like, you're going to have a baby, your life's over. <laughs> well, <laughs> to a certain extent, but yes. The I, life uh, as you've known it is going to be over, but you'll have a right. new life. It's going to be something new and it's going to be awesome. Right. And before we go, I just want to mention, you mentioned that LinkedIn has been really important for you in terms of meeting people and connecting. And it sounds like mm-hmm. you you met your husband through this connection around writing. Like that's what yeah. brought you two together. And now look, you have this life together and you're going to have a beautiful baby and it's amazing. So Aww. you and I met through networking as well, right? We met mm-hmm. through somewhere. I don't know. I want to say LinkedIn. I'm Probably. not sure. Probably. I don't remember. So yeah. it sounds like that's important to you too, like relationships, connecting with people, hearing mm-hmm. people's stories. It sounds like this is one of your engines of your life. Uh, yeah, I just, I guess I think I had made the note about how I think networking is important for nurses and that it's not really a skill that is taught in school necessarily. No, it's not. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, gone are the types of jobs in today's society where we spend 40 years doing the exact same thing and get a pension and go see ya. And then we retire to Florida. It's just like not, <laughs> not a thing that we do anymore. And then, you know, with science and technology, you know, ever changing the things, things are becoming more automated. Not to say we're going to have robo nurse, you know, in the next 10 years, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying our, our jobs are in trouble. What I'm saying is, is that nurses should always keep an eye on the horizon for better opportunities not just for financial means, but because variety I have found in my interviews and my podcasting and talking to all these really experienced people, that variety in one's career is a c- critical component to longevity in your field. So I think networking helps with that. And yeah, like you said, LinkedIn has been a great tool for networking. I think there are lots of tools out there for networking, but I, I don't think that nurses should feel like 
you know, the entry level workers that history has made them out to be where you clock in, you clock out for, you know, half your life and, and you're done. I think it's good to keep like, like I said, your eye on the horizon and, you know, go to conferences and step outside your specialty realm and sort of just explore other things and keep your resume updated and maybe check out LinkedIn, really get on there and see the other healthcare professionals that are out there that are that are doing things and writing things and producing content. Like some names that come to mind are um, Dr. Louis Profita. He mm-hmm. writes fantastic things. Of course, MD is uh-huh. very popular with with everybody there's 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 a lot of things out there and just to just to kind of keep your toes and don't put all your your eggs in one basket and um nursing is a wonderful career it's a wonderful profession and i hope that everyone listening out there is able to stay in it for a long time by by doing different things within it great thank you that's really wonderful that's a really good punctuation to our conversation just really giving that person listening right now, a little impetus to get out there and expand their life a little bit. You know, I think this all adds richness to your life and you've added richness to my life and the life of everyone listening. So thank you so much. And I can't wait to see pictures of your baby. Ah, stay tuned. (laughs) I'm going to do a couple more podcasts and then I, I am going to take a little, a little break to recover, but um, yeah, stay tuned. Um, Check out my website and we'll see. uh, There's a lot more to come in 20. 19 for head to toe and and me and all and all the things so yeah stay tuned well thank you darling thank you so much you're welcome it's been my pleasure keith thanks for having me sure so there you have it thank you for listening to the nurse keith show please check out the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 221 to read all about marie and connect with her and we'll get a picture of her baby up there after he's born if she's up for that so i hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode i hope you feel that your stories are important and there are ways to share them and i hope you take some actions every day in the interest of enriching your life personally and professionally and you know there are job listings and tons of other resources at nursekeith.com. That's right. You can find jobs from Reload, from ZipRecruiter, and all sorts of resources that will help you be a better nurse and maybe even a better clinician and a better human being. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com. And Mark Cappiespeason is our social media ringmaster. Please tune in again and again. We'll continue to explore how to powerfully and consistently elevate your nursing career into your very own professional stratosphere. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith saying adios until next time from beautiful and sunny Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Marie McMillan from Portland, Oregon. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you, Marie. You're the best. See you soon.